This is the 100k Freelancer Club podcast, a new episode every week as we talk through what it takes to make a success of self-employment. If you've got your own business, no matter how big or small, head over to 100kfreelancerclub.com and check out our comprehensive courses, bags of advice, tips, methods and everything you need to get started in the freelance game and advance your career. My name's Niall. Alongside me as ever is Jacob. How you doing, mate? I'm good, thanks, man. How you doing? Yeah, all good. And today we're going to be tackling something topical. We'll be getting stuck into GameStop. You would have seen it all over the news lately. But what actually is it? What's going on in the stock market? And you, as a freelancer, should you be jumping on the trading bandwagon? All that to come. We'll talk about the whole lot in a second. But first of all, JB, something I wanted to get off my chest, if that's all right with you. Manchester this week, minus one. Barcelona, 22 degrees. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> well, to be fair, we've had a bit of a, uh, a bit of a lucky patch. I, I must admit, I was on this weekend. I was just sat on the balcony, getting that like 21 degree sun. It was a, uh, it was a beautiful. I don't know what was going on. I know you've had snow and all that in England. I was having the time of my life, mate. I can't help it. Convince me that global warming isn't a real thing because on that evidence, it absolutely is. <laughs> yeah, well, basically, we, we, we've had a super cold run anyway. Like two weeks ago, I don't know if you saw on the news and that, like all across Spain and Madrid and stuff like that. <laughs> two weeks ago, it Snow was 15 everywhere. degrees. <laughs> two weeks ago, it was like one degree, mate. The whole country was in like, you know, when it snows in England, the whole country just goes into shutdown. Same thing here, like a bit of snow, they've never seen it before. The whole country goes into like a complete like well, meltdown. <laughs> well, the opposite to a meltdown, but... You know what I mean? And then uh, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, just boom, beautiful, beautiful weather. But then yeah, two days of that and then a crazy storm. So we're up and down all over the place. At least, you know, you're consistently cold. You can, you can take a bit of solace in that. <laughs> well, talking of a crazy storm, it's been an absolutely crazy time in the stock market at the moment. A certain type of trading has been going down. And lots of people would have been looking at the news this week and seeing interesting developments on wall street let's just say obviously if you're not familiar with the financial scene wall street is the kind of the part of new york city where all the big financial finances they all hang out on wall street don't they that's where all the big conglomerates are based and and what many people would have seen is this whole business going on with gamestop now before we get stuck into what actually is going on I'm not even 100% sure what GameStop actually is. Before we get into the the guts of the story and, and the whole trading thing on whether freelancers should be getting involved, just run the rule a little bit, JB, over what GameStop actually is. Is it a company? Is it an organization? Is it a group? Talk us through it. So GameStop is a company. It's just a normal company that, let's face it, hasn't been doing very well in past years. So if you're UK or European based, you'll probably be familiar with the company Game, which is a physical high street store that sells you know, video games and sometimes DVDs and stuff like that. Well, this company, obviously, I don't know the ins and outs of the, the company, but I'm assuming they haven't adapted very well to the digital age and they've just stuck to their guns with the high street stores and stuff like that. So they've been declining. Their share price has been declining for you know a number of years. And uh, basically what has happened at the moment is I'm, I'm going to throw like a couple of terms out here that um, I'll try to explain uh, as I go along. But um, these these companies called hedge funds have actually been uh, what's called shorting the stock. So essentially, they're just gambling. They're making a bet that the stock price will go down. So when the stock price goes down, they make money. But vice versa, when the stock price goes up, they lose money. And this is a complete opposite to buying a stock 
or like buying equity like obviously if you buy a stock for ten dollars and it goes to eleven dollars you, you've made one dollar profit as if you sell up. it on if you yeah. sell the stock on if, yeah. if you can if you can sell the uh, sell the stock on the best way to describe this i think is to use layman's terms and just say if you bought a can of coca-cola for a dollar and then two weeks later it's worth one dollar ten cents you've then made 10 cents on that can of Coke. It's like if you bought something 10 years ago for a fiver and it's now worth 50 quid, you've made a 10 times increase on what what you bought it for. So this is slightly different with short trading. Basically, what you're saying is if I had a can of Coke and you kind of borrowed it off me um, or sold and then sold it for a fiver and bought it back for $2.50, You've then given it back to me and you've made the $2.50 change, basically. So that, that's kind of what's going on, isn't it? Yeah, so you could think of it like in, in two ways. So you've got a $1 can of Coke. I'm going to buy that off you for 70 cents. And then in a year's time, you're going to buy it back off me for a dollar. So I've made the, the, the gain there. Or just I think the best way to think of it is just because none of that stuff actually really matters. Just think of it as a bet, essentially, like a gamble. So... I would just bet you, okay, I think that stock's going to go down. Yeah, you're basically hoping that the price of that company is going down. You're basically hoping that they're not going to be successful. Because obviously the more successful a company is, the more valuable the stocks are, right? Yeah, exactly. So the the, the stock price is dependent on a number of variables. And this is why the media and there's this massive frenzy going on at the moment. Because traditionally... There are, you know, a number of factors, let's call them traditional factors, that determine what a stock's price is. And usually it's to do with, you know, company performance, when each quarter a company has to release a financial statement, which um, includes, you know, how much revenue they made, how much profit they made, you know, the increase in profit compared to the last quarter and stuff like that. So if you look at the basic finances, like, you know, they're making more and more revenue every year. Um, they're making more and more profit every year, then their stock price will usually follow that same trend. Um, Obviously, there's other factors involved in um, what's going on at the moment is the the social factor. Sure. So obviously, recently, um, way before this GameStop thing, obviously, you've probably heard um, uh, things about Tesla and Tesla's share price just absolutely skyrocketing. Mm. When Tesla is now, I believe, at the moment, the most valuable car manufacturer in the world because of their share price and their share yeah. value and everybody's just plowed into investing in this. Well, Elon Musk, isn't he? The the owner of Tesla, the creator of Tesla, is just recently become the richest man on earth, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. Off the back of the increase of his share price in Tesla, which basically he owns a load of shares in Tesla and everybody's pushed that up by like, you know, thousands of percent. Uh, in the last year. We joked at the start of the podcast about global warming and about the temperature difference between here in the UK and you there in Spain. But, you know, global warming is a factor and electric cars are going to be massive in the future. So, you know, it's an example of, of, I know Elon Musk was well backed from childhood to now, which is, you know, something that shouldn't be left aside in a conversation about him and why he's so rich. But definitely he's on the right track in terms of a business which has got a bright future and they're the sort of stocks that people want to be buying and trading that's just one investment opportunity for them because obviously these guys are investing in companies like you know tesla and stuff like that as well and apple and you know you might have heard of warren buffett like he owns a hedge fund and they have like um you know some of the biggest stakes in coca-cola and all these other massive companies just shorting a stock betting that it's going to go down it's just one form of investment so obviously going back to the whole GameStop thing, like what's happening at the moment is uh, basically 
you know, traditionally hedge funds and big financial players, uh, let's call them the elites, have so much money and so much power that they can just influence um, the market as they please. And I mean, going back to uh, sort of basics, everyone knows Jeff Bezos, right? The owner of Amazon. Again, he was the, well, currently, I guess, the second richest man um, in the world. Uh, I heard a funny fact as well the other day, actually. I'll chuck this in there. But basically, if you were born the same day as Jesus or his supposed birthday, whatever, 2020 years ago, 2021 years ago, and you made $1 million a day from then until now, you still would not have as much money as Jeff Bezos. That is how much money this guy actually has. And it's not just down to um, the money, it's what you can do with that money. Obviously, he owns media companies. I think he owns um, you know, the Washington Post, um, among other companies, um, maybe some media networks as well. And basically what that gives him the power to do is just influence the market, right? It's technically illegal, but who's gonna stop him? So this is what these like massive hedge funds and financial companies do as well. So um, these companies that own, you know, imagine they own like the Financial Times and, you know, they have stakes in Bloomberg and all this stuff, which is, they're just media outlets that give investors both commercial and people like me and you, information about what a company's doing and how it's doing, and they'll put recommendations, you know, this stock you should buy it, this stock you should sell it. So what can happen, and obviously we can't say for real that this is happening, but market manipulation, you know, a massive hedge fund just puts, you know, $10 billion in Coca-Cola. So all of a sudden, all the analyst sites are gonna say, go and buy Coca-Cola. So what happens is, the normal people like me and you see this thing, oh, that's great news, we go buy Coca-Cola, it goes up. Um, the stock price goes up and then as it goes up, the big hedge funds and that sell it, they make the profit because they've sold so many shares, the share price goes down. So uh, we lose money. So the people that invested late after the hedge funds lose money. And this is a way that the hedge funds essentially like, you know, if you look at it like this, they're taking money away from people, normal people like me and you who mm. invest in the stock market. Um, casually, we lose money, they make money. Now, what's happened with this GameStop thing is basically... It's created an elite, JB, isn't it? It's created an elite amongst those people that feel that they're entitled to make more money because they're kind of experienced in the game. There's been an uprising against that mentality, hasn't there? Which is basically, I think, what you're about to say there. It's all stemmed from a Reddit group, um, this whole GameStop investment. And basically, it's kind of warped the market, which is exactly what people wanted. There's been this social uprising against the uh, the current mentality about you know, hedge funds and short trading. Yeah, exactly. Which is the people are arguing it's market manipulation, but I'll come. I'll come into that. So basically, um, there is um, a Reddit group in uh, called Wall Street Bets, and if you don't know what Reddit is, it's just basically a forum where people can discuss things, right? And basically, some people banded together, and I say some people, I mean like hundreds of thousands of people, found that. Um, so you know, I think one, one, there's maybe three guys to start with found that this hedge fund. I think it's Melvin Capital is the name of the hedge fund, which is owned by another company called Point72. But they found, um, the Reddit users found that this hedge fund had large amounts of money, like extremely large amounts of money on shorting uh, the GameStop stock. So basically, they just put a massive bet down of billions of dollars that GameStop is going to go down. And then what happens was these Reddit people um, said, okay, everybody invest in GameStop and they may have had, you know, 100,000 followers or whatever on, um, you know, that particular thread. So 100,000 people 
with $5,000 or you know, some people might have $50,000, some person might just have $500, but everybody put what they could into buying this stock, which obviously when you buy a stock, the next time you buy it goes up and every time you buy a stock, it goes up basically. Um, like if there's more purchases, it pushes it up. If there's more sales, it pushes it down. So everybody banded together to buy this stock, which pushed it up like thousands of percent. Like this, this stock, like we're talking, it was making millionaires, like millionaires. Like one dude invested like 72K and he made like 14 million in one day. It's 200,000 people, 300,000 people saying to each other, everybody buy this stock, even though we know the company is like in decline. Um, and, and what that did, it pushed the share price so high that it had the opposite effect for the people short in the stock. So this company, Melvin Capital, that had a couple of billion dollars invested into shorting that stock, so betting that it would go down, um, they actually lost, like, in I think in one or two days, they lost $2.75 billion, almost went bankrupt, and had to get a bailout from the government and another hedge fund, right? So they just lost tons of money. And obviously, on the other side of the coin, a load of random investors, people that the media are arguing have no knowledge of real investment, they don't look at like the financial side of things and stuff like that, they just you know follow, they jump on a trend, were becoming like millionaires overnight. And this kind of like disrupted um, everything. But the reason why we're talking about this in the podcast, obviously we just kind of want to explain what's going on to you guys and there's going to be a big question like oh should you like invest in GameStop yeah there'll be people listening to this JB that was going oh that sounds amazing you know someone's invested 72,000 and made 14 million so if I invest 72 quid I could make 1400 quid back um so you know that would be quite tempting for some freelancers and they'll see a lot of other people kind of jumping on the bandwagon and that would lead me to think, oh, great, this is something that everyone's making a load of cash out of. I should be doing this. I suppose this is what you're about to go on to say. Should people be doing this? Yeah, exactly. The fear of missing out, right? So you've seen this guy make 14 million quid in a weekend. You're like, oh, my God, I want that. But I think what you have to, obviously, the first and most important thing to understand is the risk, the level of risk. This is a stock, so it can go up or down. And this is an insanely... It's, literally the most volatile stock in the entire world right now so you could essentially you know if you're looking at investments and stuff like that you're a freelancer you've got a spare couple of k every month or you've been you know saving up and uh you put you know your life savings into there you could lose 95 percent of that overnight you could put you know let's just say you've been working for a couple of years busting like your ass to get this money you put 100k in there you wake up the next morning you got 5k in there just gone there's literally nothing you can do about it and that is very real that that is literally the level of risk in this stock right now a lot of the stocks are sensitive too aren't they to outside factors Ex external factors like for instance i've got a vw car and i don't have uh, shares or anything or i've not invested in any way into vw as a company but when the diesel emissions scandal came out the share price for VW was massively affected because it was a bit of a blot on their record. It was a blemish. It made them look bad. It was bad press. And often that can affect a share price. For instance, Tesla's going through the roof at the moment, as we've previously discussed, because electric cars are the future and they're the way forward. And more and more people are buying Teslas because they know in the next 15 to 20 years, cars uh, with diesel engines and probably petrol engines will be banned and everyone will be using an electric car. So it's a smart investment. Um, however, if it turns out that something nasty is going on with Elon Musk in his personal and private life and he turns out to be a bit of a monster, 
purely speculating here, by the way, uh, and something happens to him in the public eye, that might encourage people um, to part with their stock because of something that's happened on the outside. So these are all manipulated, not just by people and human beings and investors, but also by external factors. Yeah, definitely. And I think what you need to consider as well is you, you might be quality at financial analysis and you know predicting if you're investing in stocks in a certain field like tech and you're really good at tech and you know this company is producing the best um, uh, computer chip right now or whatever and you think it's a great investment that's good but you still need to be aware of the risk that anything can happen like like you're saying like even in an extreme case right Elon Musk doing really well Tesla doing really well so Tesla the owner of Elon (laughs) Elon Musk the owner of Tesla obviously is doing a really good job at the moment like publicly and he's doing a really good job with the company so the company's flying up but imagine he goes off the rails and kills seven employees then the share price is going to drop through the floor you can predict exactly. the finances and the sales and stuff like that of tesla to a certain extent based on like past data but you can't expect like you can't predict this guy's like personal like attributes and obviously you know that what's the chance of that happening probably like one in 1000 but this is still like something you need to account for in terms of the level of risk like when you invest in a stock like it can go down and and are you willing to lose that money you should only invest what you can actually Mm. afford to lose so it shouldn't be um like investments and i'll say this to all freelancers now especially if you are new to investment it should not be seen as um a like a primary source of income like okay maybe you might have the goal to be like a trader or you know a day trader in a couple of years time uh, and you're working towards that goal of becoming that then yeah fair enough work towards it but um, obviously it's volatile as hell there's you 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 can't predict how much money you're actually going to make so if you're just investing as a freelancer because you want to make um, like additional income on the side, then you should be looking at making really smart, and to start with, I would say safe investments. You can invest into things called index funds, which is basically a collection of you know the top however many companies. So it spreads it. You just get the average increase. So I think on average you make about seven percent a year on that. So let's just say you add ten k in there, you'd make seven hundred quid. A nice little seven hundred quid um, at the end of the year for essentially doing nothing. But it's not doing nothing because you know you, you've you've gained that seven hundred quid from the potential risk of losing you know 700 pounds it's, it's gambling you're absolutely spot on it's a type of gambling but it's it's not professional gambling i'm reluctant to use that i've got a friend of mine who is a professional gambler he's a pro poker player and you know sometimes he goes and wins loads of money he, he regularly goes to atlantic city and las vegas to gamble uh, also around the uk to do it because it's it's technically his job you know but sometimes he goes months without winning any money and then other times he wins a massive chunk of money at one time. So, you know, it, it's professional gambling that he does. But this is almost mirror image, really, in, in terms of trading. Because like you say, you can predict the market as much as you want, but it is always going to be a risk. There is that mitigating factor of it being a risk. So, you know, you, you say to freelancers to be aware of the dangers and you've outlined them really well there. But for me, my takeaway would be, Rather than gamble on something you're not certain about for a, for a few quid quickly, why not invest in your business? Um, something that you know might help you in the long term. So they're just a couple of, of things that I would say. Now, obviously, not everyone's going to agree with me, but it's interesting if I sort of rewind to when you said you support the cause. Now, obviously, 
this hedge fund that you said had nearly three billion in it lost pretty much all of its money overnight because a group of people have clubbed together and kind of um, raised their fists in the air and stuck it to the man and they've done what they think is the right thing uh, for the greater good. You also mentioned a man, Jeff Bezos, who is one of the richest men in the world, much like Elon Musk. Now, the average US citizen makes $49,764 a year. So let's just say, for the sake of this, round it up to 50 grand, right? So the average employed person or self-employed person, the average income for a, for a man in the United States is $50,000 a year. It would take an average man on 50K a year, and I know there are some people listening that would absolutely love to make 50K a year self-employed. It would take an average person on that salary 4,111,405 years to be as rich as Jeff Bezos is now. <laughs> right? It's a joke. It's ridiculous. Now, I'm all for people's businesses being successful and I'm all for people making themselves wealthy because of the businesses that they have. But there is an ongoing argument in society at the moment, JB, about just how rich does one person need to be? Because I think Jeff Bezos could give away 80%, maybe even 90% of his wealth and still have enough to do whatever he wanted. Well, you could give away 99.9% of his wealth and still do whatever he wanted. <laughs> exactly. You know, he could, he could, at the click of his fingers, if he wanted to, invest in some of the most incredible things that humankind has ever seen. However, he hasn't done that. And I know it's his money that he's made it. So, so I mean, there is a social argument to be had here, JB. And I was just wondering which side of the fence, depending on how wide the fence is, that, that you're on. <laughs> well, I don't want to dive too far into... Um, I don't want to dive too far into a, a, a tangent. But basically, obviously, when you Google him on Forbes and stuff like that, it says, you know, his net worth's like $7 trillion or whatever. And yes, with that kind of money, you could, you know, like end world poverty and all this sort of stuff, like if you really tried to. But the thing is, he doesn't have... Yeah, net worth is different to what he's actually got in his bank account. Exactly. He doesn't have that cash. Like he's not sitting around with a trillion dollars in his bank. Most or probably like 90% of his wealth is from his Amazon shares, his Washington Post shares, like... You know, I own, he owns like a lot of Apple or something like that. So it's basically like he's worth that much because we think the stocks are worth that much. So essentially we think he's sure. worth that much. If he wanted to take out a trillion dollars and go to the casino, he'd have to sell basically all of his shares in Amazon, which would be impossible because there's no one with a trillion dollars cash to buy those shares off him so it's not like he can actually access that money but yeah like going back to what we were originally <laughs> he's still immensely wealthy though isn't he <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah obviously he's like wealthy beyond beyond comprehension but yeah i get what you're saying but does he need to be that rich is the question no I well I, I mean to be fair like you can't take it away from him like I, I i would argue you can't take it away from him there should be nothing to oh, do no. with like oh you know you're too rich you're, you're spreading uh, you need to spread your wealth or something like that but the, at the same time the, if you say you support the cause but also you know where's the limit where's the cutoff point the reason why i support the cause is because obviously these hedge funds have been doing for a long time illegal activities there's many many big traders that have you know caused massive disruptions in the market which have taken billions of dollars away from people's pensions, billions of dollars away from people's savings, and they just get a slap on the wrist, they're not allowed to trade for two years, and a bit of a fine, and they've ruined, let's just say, one million lives, right? They manipulate the market. They've been manipulating the market for hundreds of years. 
Like it's what they do, it's how they make money. They control the market. They, I mean, I don't wanna go as far as to say they control the stock prices, but when you've got that much money and that much power in terms of you own media outlets, you have you know, that much exposure, you can basically you know, really hit into a stock and really make it look bad to drive the stock price down to create a buying opportunity to buy it cheap and then wait for it to go back up and sell it. Or, you know, you can do the opposite. If you have it, just make it look amazing so it goes up and then sell it. Now, all these Reddit investors have done is just flip the coin on its head, like change, change like where the power is. They're saying, no, you've been doing this for years. Now it's our turn. Now everybody is connected via social media and now it's actually easily available to everybody to trade. Um, oh, another thing we need to mention is Robin Hood actually super quick. But now everybody can trade is they've said together, well, let's, let's do the same thing. Let's manipulate the stock market. Let's push this stock up. Like if we all band together, we can push the price of this stock up to make the hedge funds lose money and to make us gain money. And that's exactly what they did. But in doing this, so essentially, um, you know, a couple of years ago, maybe 10 or more years ago, it was very hard for average people to trade on the stock market because there'd be big commissions, you'd need to go for a broker. So in order to make money from the stock market, you would need to invest, you know, quite a lot of quite a lot of money so it wasn't actually that accessible to everybody but now with smartphones and these new apps which offer pretty much commission-free trading you can invest you know one euro if you wanted to or one pound if you wanted to or you could invest a billion pound it doesn't matter so it's like free game for everybody and now that everybody can actually do this and there's the power of social media connecting everybody these groups of people have connected through you know things like wall street bets and said you know let's push this up is it illegal? Well, that's you know a big argument right now. Um, is it market manipulation? Probably, but you know the other side have been doing that for years. So why can't we do it? Um, but then also one of the biggest trading apps. So how you make trades? Like if you're in England, you can use apps like you know Trading Two and Two. I'm so I'm sure you've all seen the eToro ads and stuff like that on um, YouTube, where you basically you can you know put like I said before, just one euro up to whatever and invest in whatever stocks you want. Now, the one in America, which probably owns, I want to say like probably 90% of that, you know, group of smaller investors, like they have 90% market share. So everybody trades through this app. They were um, the app where everybody was actually buying the GameStop uh, share. So when you buy a stock, it goes up, right? So after all this craziness and the stock price is like flying up thousands of percent, the hedge funds are losing, you know, billions of dollars. Robinhood, the app, the trading app, actually banned people from being able to purchase this stock. They could only sell the stock, which means here there is only one outcome, that the stock price will fall. And it did fall. And then a bit of digging, people found out that this trading app is actually owned by the hedge fund. So they've literally manipulated the market to the most extreme point possible that it actually only can go down. So, yes. I mean, that's what all the turmoil has been about over the weekend and stuff like that. But to summarize, like, should you invest in GameStop? I'm gonna probably say no right now because I, I would never invest in it at this point. I do support the cause, but I also support the cause of not going broke, <laughs> which um, I think, you know, <laughs> everybody should as well. Like I'd love to put, you know, my life savings into it, but I don't wanna wake up tomorrow without any savings. So um, I, I would think, you know, we are working on a section on the course uh, on 100kfreelanceclub.com about investing and about investing as a freelancer. That will be coming soon. Uh, obviously, if you do sign up over there, uh, you get 
uh, everything that we bring out is included. So, you know, if you buy the course now, there's new content every month, every, well, every two weeks actually, we're dishing out content at the moment, which you get new stuff and access uh, to all that. So we are working uh, on that over there. But for now, I would just say with these crazes, if you do have, you know, spare money that you would spend in the same way that you would bet on the results of a football game and you want to get involved in this, then I would get involved, you know, with that with that uh, extra cash that you have in the sense that you could lose all of it. And that's basically all I've got to say on the matter at the moment. It's a fascinating topic to talk about. Honestly, this whole trading scenario, um, it, it's a really interesting read and a really interest and really interesting to analyze the landscape. If you are into things like finances and stocks and Wall Street and all the rest of it, um, I'm sure this is a story that will rumble on for a while. But certainly from a freelance perspective, our takeaway would be if you want to get involved, then who are us to tell you not to? But at the same time, you've got to be aware of the risks uh, and make sure you weigh up those risks and see if they're worth taking. I'm along with JB on this one. Personally, I wouldn't be investing in short trading stocks. Um, if you know what you're doing, it can be beneficial, but at the same time, it can be massively risky too, as we've seen uh, with this whole GameStop saga. Uh, certainly, I'm sure that there'll be loads more content about this on the 100kfreelancerclub.com website, as JB rightly points out. So go over there and check out our comprehensive courses. There are so many tips, uh, bits of advice, methods, uh, everything you need really to get started in the game of freelancing and advance your career in self-employment. I mean, there's loads of stuff on there from things like tax returns, even how to start your own podcast like what we're doing. So many different tips and tricks over there. So go and check it out, 100kfreelancerclub.com. That's it for another episode of the 100k Freelancer Club. Cheers, JB. Hopefully the next time we uh, link up for a chat, the weather will be warmer here in Manchester and uh, the hedge fund situation might have settled down a little bit. <laughs> well, to be honest, I'm quite interested in all the news and that. It's pretty exciting. But uh, yeah, let's hope it all sorts itself out and uh, hope everybody gets a bit of nice weather, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's it for today's episode. We'll catch you again next week here on the 100K Freelancer Club. Podcast.